Come on. Well, Lepla, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Tony Wall. Tony, are you ready to do this? I'm absolutely ready. Thank you very much, George. Oh, excited to have you on. Tony is the founder of Noesis. It's a nonprofit worldwide educational network aimed at enabling humanity to replace the churn of conflict with the gift of clarity. He is all about the process. Tony, tell us a little bit about, about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks, uh, George. I'm a, I'm a very fortunate man. I'm the father of <clears throat> two, uh, two college boys. Uh, they're lacrosse players, and they play on the same team, so I'm living that dream. Um, and I come from a family of, uh, of nine. We were born and raised in the western suburbs of Philadelphia, where we still live. And uh, I'm a graduate of Lake Forest College in Chicago, Illinois. And I retired as an investment advisor at 56 years old. I was very fortunate to do that. Uh, and that's when I got busy creating Noesis. Nice. I, I appreciate that. So it is, uh, I, I was, I was on the website this morning in advance of our conversation and what you are working on and doing is, is, is very ambitious. Is that a fair way to describe it? It's very, very fair. Um, some people say, you know, what, what are you doing this for? <laughs> um, be, the answer the quick answer to that question is because no one else will. Hmm. Okay. And so I saw that the mission is to identify and describe the machine-like actions of evolution, um, which is inside all of us against which we are largely powerless. So break this down for me. Well, you know, thank you. Uh, that's a good lead in. Um, human beings, uh, we, we are told there's kind of a cliche that we are arrive in our mother's arms as a blank slate. Uh, with I cannot concur. And in fact, the, the fact is that uh, we have all of us in the present moment have the uh, the weight, the evolutionary weight of two hundred thousand prior generations uh, that are woven into our DNA, wound around our bones, if you will, when we are born. So, two hundred thousand generations equals 7 million years. Um, so, so the idea that uh, we are not pushed around every day by compulsions and impulses, impulses uh, uh, that come with 200,000 generations is preposterous. What I'm saying is that these compulsions and impulses that activate uh, 20 times faster than the thinking brain are not only problematic, they're actually making the rules. Um, in, in, until we understand them, we will not be able to, uh, uh, we will not be able to evolve into a sustainable future because uh, these things override thought. You know, they're all redhead, they're all uh, cousins of the broad category called fight or flight, which never got the memo when it, a kinder and gentler reality settled in for human beings, mm -hmm. if you understand. 
so it's not that I have a blank slate and the way that I am is because not from a little bit of DNA from my mom and then my dad, and then not just from the first six years of my life that downloaded all the hardware and software, it's 7 million years and 200,000 generations are imprinted on me and overriding a lot of my conscious decision-making. So have, have, have you identified, you mentioned fight or flight, have you identified other of these traits or characteristics that we need to be aware of? Uh, yeah, there are, uh, first of all, I come here having after, uh, after having spent three years building Noesis. Hmm. Uh, the forethought that went into it was double um, what the three years did. If we, our website is robust, very robust um, videos that explain these phenomena. But in, in the short version is this, um, I want to use a, uh, if you don't mind, I want to use a, uh, a metaphor or an right. analogy. Um, consider a hurricane that, uh, that uh, blows through a town to something we can all relate to. And after it's gone and after the, we go into the wreckage and what we do is we begin to look for survivors and we, somebody hears a voice underneath the debris and we get busy stripping it away because we want to get to that survivor. Um, that's precise. It's kind of a precise uh, analogy. Here's why. Human beings are buried under eons and eons and eons of evolutionary baggage. Um, evolutionary debris. That baggage is what we need to strip away. We need to strip away all of these things in order to find a sustainable future. Because remember, these impulses and compulsions from our past are non-thinking mechanisms. I said they're making the rules. I mean it quite literally. After all, uh, <clears throat> we are misinterpreting uh, threats. We're seeing threats in, in parts of our brain that are not consciously available to us. So we misinterpret threats in the modern day. And that would easily explain why all of our responses are, tend to be misaligned and they put us into conflict, they keep us there. We need to break that chain or else we're not, we're not gonna be able to find sustainability. We won't be able to find a future while chained to our evolutionary past. So the things that served me five million years ago that protected me from getting eaten by, 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 by a predator are still there today, but aren't necessarily serving me in the way that they did 5 million years ago. Not only are they serving us, but the mother of paradox exists. What got us here, the very, very component, the very, very gifts of nature that allowed us to get to our present day, paradoxically are now disallowing us to evolve. They see enemies that died eons ago, George, in areas of the brain not consciously available to us. Um, I say we misinterpret threats, not a tough sell there. Remember, these unthinking mechanisms didn't get the memo. They're unimpressed with our kinder, gentler, present-day reality. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, you said, you, you kind of hit it, like, so I'm being overwhelmed by these things. The fact is you are, you, not you, we are all, all overwhelmed 
by non-thinking mechanisms that didn't get the memo when their ancient enemies failed or ceased to exist. They didn't get the memo. So they've reinvented in the modern day. They have many brilliant disguises. Um, you talked about, you asked me, well, like give me a couple of examples. Let me give you a broad example. I make a, we made a video called <clears throat> Negative Information. Evolving humans needed negative information to survive. To survive, Every single day we were plotting uh, strategies of survival. So the bearer of bad news had more value than the bearer of good news. Mm. Bad news meant that we could determine where a pack of hungry boars were hiding out in order, waiting to ambush us. So the bearer of bad news had more survival value. Um, that has reinvented in the modern day as human beings continue to seek negative information. We don't understand that the tribes that we needed to protect no longer exist anymore. We no longer, we no longer have to protect ourselves against enemies that died eons ago that we continue to see in areas of the brain not accessible to any of us. So this is a mathematical approach. It's a socio-mathematical approach. Uh, rather than blame or judgment, neither of those have utility. Uh, in fact, blame is a threat to the human mind. And that's why we tend to reject blame. So this dynam dynamic of blame and blame rejection is all over us today. We monetized what's killing us, didn't we? We monetized it. We didn't know better. Again, there's no fault or blame here. We're, we're, we're educators. We monetize the things that will have always destroyed human, uh, uh, human cultures because we did, didn't know any better. We, our acquisitive behavior places us in a conflict. And now we've arrived to a place where we literally depend upon conflict. Uh, it's the mother of irony for a lost species. We need to evolve past conflict, and yet we've monetized it. So this is a fine mess. And there it is. So, uh, you know, I just, yeah, I, 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 I can certainly see that, that we've monetized conflict. And uh, just from, I'm, and I'm not an expert in any of this stuff, but you look at things like the military industrial complex. If you believe that that is a thing, well, that would be directly monetizing conflict. If you look at mainstream media, that only brings us terrible information and news. Well, that's certainly monetizing conflict. And I'm sure that you could tell me a hundred different ways that we're also doing, or a hundred additional ways that, that we're also guess. doing that. Uh, but that certainly does make sense to me. And now with social media, we're able to spread and get super pissed off about all this stuff in 10 seconds if I was really interested in doing that. And I had to get off of social media and spend less time because that's exactly what it was doing was making me mad. And my wife is like, can you not do that because you just get mad? So I can certainly look out across the uh, landscape and see it everywhere. And I can also look inside of myself and also see it. Thank you very much. You're one of the first people I've I've seen actually that can just directly go right into like, I see this, I see this, I see this. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I, I don't mean to be rude. My, the phone that I thought I turned off. Oh, it's okay. To, sorry about that. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but this goes back to negative information. Uh, I want you to see something differently. I want the entire world to, and we're going to ask the entire world to look, humans to look at themselves forensically and to view ourselves with empathy. Right now, we're a self-loathing species. Mm. We don't like what we see in a mirror. But you know what? This isn't who we are. We were born to assist one another and to be assisted. It's in our DNA. So the self-interest of acquisitive behavior is at war with our need to be together and to help others. That's in our DNA. Uh, we needed it to get all over the globe when we were in our migratory phase of 300,000 years. So this whole thing's explainable scientifically and mathematically, as opposed to blame and judgment, which human beings will sit still for neither. So I want to go back to negative information here. What you're talking about, what you're looking at is an ocean of a reinvention of the human need to find what's wrong. Hmm. Remember that survival was in the details for evolving human beings. But those, those predators don't exist anymore. So we've reinvented now into a feverish need to find whatever's wrong and then pound it into oblivion. <laughs> so thank you very much for chuckling, because I, I mean it comically. I mean, that's look at social media different now. Are we arguing about politics, or are we finding survival strategies for our tribes, the ones we stopped needing 50,000 years ago? We say it's the latter. So I don't look about, out on this social media Ocean, uh, I, I look on it with empathy. I do, I do. I'm way past the anger, but I can certainly understand it. It's tragic. Human beings, we're not meant to do any of this. We didn't sign up for this. Yeah. But it's not survivable. So we need to find a future while we're in the dark. We're searching for one another in the dark as we continue to be chained to our evolutionary past, we need to strip away. We have traced the evolutionary mechanisms that drive all modern behavior, George. And that's a good way to start. We can learn who we are for the first time. And that's something that no lost culture in the past ever had the advantage of. I mean, 200 years ago, we didn't even know we evolved yet. Yeah. If you think about it, who knew we, we were encountering other groups of human beings and clashing with them, not knowing that they are our clinical brothers and sisters? Who knew? Again, this isn't about playing. So, you know, let me, let me ask you a question. Here's another one of my <laughs> metaphors. Say you were in a bar fight. Stay with me here. Yeah, sure. And I walked in, I walked in and I said, hey, you two guys are in a bar fight. But I wanted to explain something to you. Do you know that this man is your brother? Hmm. And, and let's say that that person was your brother, but you had never met them. And I said, you know, this, this guy's your brother. You guys are fighting, but this is your brother. Well, is there anybody in the world that wouldn't stop dead and say, Wait a minute, you're actually again, are we? We'll probably hug. Okay. So it's quite precise, this uh, 
this analogy. Human beings don't know that we come from the same place. It's no longer conjecture. Human beings started in Central Africa. We are clinical brothers and sisters. It doesn't make sense in our DNA that we're in conflict. That's why it's so troubling. When it doesn't trouble us anymore, now we worry. Okay, so uh, we're here to explain the, the entire thing. Uh, not to judge or blame, and nobody's going to sit still for this. Um, lastly, I would like to mention what's called the human injury. This is a book coming out here that anchors what we do here. When human beings crossed over from collaborative behavior to acquisitive behavior, when we settled down into much larger populations, uh, that ignited a, a constant that we're going to fail. And that is the creation of lesser and greater beings. Uh, greater being in, in any meritocracy, a financial meritocracy in this case, it's always failed in very, very machine-like. You use that word, machine-like failure. We're in the presence of a constant where, where, where any precision or machine-like action is, we're in the presence of a constant. It's a mathematical thing. Uh, it was ignited by uh, acquisitive behavior. So we're acting out at psychic injury. The human heart is broken. If that makes any sense. It does. Everything you shared does certainly resonate with me. And I, uh, I have a page and a half of notes, but that we are wired to, to know because we needed to know that I'm not supposed to eat this and I'm, I should be wary of strangers because I don't know who they are. And now that we're sort of wired to, to still find what's wrong and you marry that with, we're not very empathetic to ourselves and we carry around a lot of guilt and self-loathing. Um, it strikes me that, uh, one of the remedies, although I don't know that I need to suggest that is just to be more empathetic with ourselves, which, which, which is what you said, and to be kinder to ourselves and give ourselves a little bit of grace and patience. Yep. And I'm happy to, uh, put a finer point on it. Please. Like we are blameless for our present station. Our failures descend from dynamics from our evolution that we don't understand. So the idea of self-loathing um, is can shift over to empathy when we realize that that we're driven by things that are now highly understandable, where before, even 50 years ago, the human journey on this earth was way more conjecture than it is now. Now it's a vast field of crops that we've harvested here to explain the evolutionary mechanisms of all modern behavior. Every single thing we, every single action we take in the present day springs from a past reality. And so these things push us around. They don't just act on us. No, they push us around. They're making the rules. Misinterpreted threats are going to invite misaligned responses. And that's what we see everywhere. 
go back to social media now, you're seeing strangers pounding on one another. But there is no threat, is there? So no. we, are, we are misinterpreting our environment. So when I look upon this thing that you explain, I arrive at empathy and tragedy very quickly. I abandoned anger long ago. When somebody's telling me that I'm a worthless piece of junk, I, I can pretty much override that. I mean, I, I, I'm not. But it's so, easy, it's so easy to get ridiculously um, angry at it. But here's a, another, here's a way to look at it forever. You'll never look at it the same again. Annihilative behavior of any kind means necessarily that someone is in their primitive mind inaccessible to them and that they actually feel that their lives are in danger. So when you have an annihilative response from someone like your opinion means nothing, you have no value whatsoever. The annihilative nature, we deduce easily that it comes from a place where somebody thinks they're in danger in the absence of a threat. So I want you to understand now that look at it differently forever. Wherever there's any escalation in the absence of a threat, you're looking at someone who's left their present moment. Uh, because between me and you, even if we began hurling insults back at one another, both of us would be able to say like, well, this is ridiculous. I mean, where's the threat? Why would we be escalating into what? Where is the saber-toothed tiger that we saw 30,000 years ago? I'll tell you where it is. It's dead. So we're seeing enemies in our minds that no longer exist. If we can learn that worldwide, which is where we're going, <clears throat> we can abandon self-loathing and we can begin to look at ourselves with empathy, deserving to preserve ourselves. Because who we are at heart, are loving creatures, very loving creatures. Um, that's where we come from. I love it. I hope I didn't hijack that. Uh, Not at all. No, <laughs> I was going to muddle my way through it. So I appreciate it. No, you were I appreciate you explaining your work properly to me. Thank you. I, I, I'm super grateful for you coming on. Tony, uh, I, I, I wasn't sure where our conversation was going to go, but I'm really, really happy with where it ended up. So well, I'm, thank we you can... very much. I never, I'm the, I'm the last to know if, <laughs> if I'm doing any good. So I appreciate the compliment. No, it, 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 I'm it, here to help. George. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. This group's here to help. We are friends. However, we are strangers and it's going to take time because humans don't trust strangers, do they? No. But I knew that in advance. So, uh, you know, we're going to get kicked around a little bit, but I'll get up and continue. Amen. Well, tell us where people can learn more about you and how they can engage with Noesis. Uh, thank you very much. We are at noesisproject.com. Uh, noesisproject.com. By the way, Noesis is a word that, a Greek word that means the arrival place of understanding and intelligence. So if we apply these things correctly, we arrive at a state of noesis. What does it mean? Not much. Where the real meat here is, it, it, the website is packed. 
with videos that explain all of this. Um, for instance, there's one called normalization. Very long, to, to make a long story short, human beings have normalized everything that troubles us. I mean, we've come to a point where we're stepping over bodies in the streets. This norm, the normalization has grown to the point where if we continue with it, we will, we're seeing escapism too. Again, these are the arrival places of helplessness. Our growing helplessness is making us retreat. And what comes after escapism? You've got normalization, you've got escapism. And then what, what comes next is surrender. And we don't do surrender. And neither do you. So this is the first group that ever is coming at human sustainability as a scientific asking human beings to understand themselves because we can and because we must. Theresisproject.com is our website. Uh, the Human Injury is a book in progress. Um, it will explain all of this. Uh, we are fact-based and we better be because human beings need answers, not theories. Well said. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tony your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to noesisproject.com. That's N-O-E-S-I-S project.com. Keep an eye out for the human injury. And why don't we plan on having you back on when that book comes out, Tony? Thanks again. May I, may I make a, uh, an exit uh, statement? Yes. Uh, we put everything we have into this. Go to the uh, website. You're going to see a standard of quality there, um, a standard of quality that where you will be highly impressed at what we put into this. I explained that we are a nonprofit. We can't do any of this without uh, w- without the help of uh, of people who see this and say, "Hey, I want to get behind this." Do it for the right reasons, but we are a nonprofit, and it. Saving the human race, I say this comically, is expensive. (laughs) So that's our way of saying, please donate, please help us and get involved with us. Give us a call. I will answer. Excellent. Again, the website is noesisproject.com, N-O-E-S-I-S project.com. Check it out. And um, we'll look forward to, to, to learning more. Thanks again, Tony. It's been a real pleasure, George. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.